Hey guys, I'm back again for another podcast episode. This one was inspired by a video I saw on YouTube the other night. I was just, you know, surfing around like I always do. And I ran across the video and the title really jumped out at me. It said, Richard Dawson ruined family feud. And I was just like, what? You gotta be kidding. So I watched the video, I watched half of it. I couldn't finish it because there were a lot of lies in the video, a lot of untruths. It was more a personal opinion than factual. Uh, And you know, I was like, I would love to really tell this guy how jacked up this video is, but I didn't have to because the people in the comments really went off on him. I mean, there were some who agreed with him, but the majority of the comments that he received were not favorable whatsoever. Now, Family Feud began in July of 1976, July 12th, as a matter of fact, 1976, over on ABC. And Richard Dawson, of course, hosted the show in its original run for nine years. The original run ended in May um, of 1985 on ABC, the syndicated version, because it went into syndication as well. I'll get to that in a little bit. That ended in June of 1985. So when that show started, I was in kindergarten. And when it ended, I was a freshman in high school. So I really grew up with that show, with the Dawson era. And I remember it very, very well. How could I not, having watched it from the ages of 5 to 14? So where he was getting his ideas from, again, he was looking at Richard Dawson and the whole kissing thing. That's the thing that people have issue with today. He was looking at it through today's lenses, the lenses of the 21st century, where that kind of behavior is seen as scandalous and inappropriate and harassment and everything negative. But you have to remember that the 70s and the early 80s when this show ran, it was just a different time. It was a different world. Everything just was different in those days. And there was, I can say that I can see where some people, if they're seeing it for the very first time, they might kind of be like, what? But, you know, you have to know the backstory to the kissing to really be able to understand it. Now, there were people in those days who didn't, who, who did not like it then either. Everyone was not on board with him kissing every woman who was on the show. And speaking of which... These women were not, he didn't just kiss every female who came on the show. These women had to give their consent. They had to actually sign off on, okay, do you want Richard to kiss you or do you want to pass on that? Most of them did not pass on it. If you look at old reruns of Family Feud on YouTube or on Buzzer or Game Show Network, if they still show them, you'll see that most of these women want to be kissed by Richard Dawson. You can tell by the expressions on their faces, the comments that they made. They were leaning in, waiting for him to kiss them. They were already leaning in before he even walked up to them. So that was something that was basically embraced by the majority of the contestants who were on the show. He was very flirtatious. 
He would flirt with women right in front of their husbands, boyfriends. You know, he was very bold. He was very, you know, out there. He was definitely a character. And I was crazy about him. I had the biggest crush on Richard Dawson growing up. I was absolutely in love with that man. Head over heels. And I still am very, very fond of him today, 46 years later. Well, I first discovered him, of course, on Match Game. He was a panelist on Match Game, which he was on that show from when it began in 1973 on CBS, and he left in 1978. So that's how I first discovered him. And he was awesome on there. I mean, you know, he gave the best answers. He was witty. He was funny. He was perfect for that show. Definitely the most popular panelist on Match Game. And as a result of that popularity, he ended up getting his own show. He really wanted to go and have a show of his own. So he, you know, talked to Mark Goodson, who was the producer of Match Game, let him know, hey, I really want to do my own show. So it was written in his contract that the next game show that Mark Goodson would produce, that he would create, that Dawson would have a crack at it, and that show happened to be Family Feud. Initially, they wanted, believe it or not, William Shatner to be host of Family Feud, Captain Kirk. But because of the clause in Richard Dawson's contract, he had to have a shot at match at a Family Feud before anyone else did. So that's why he ended up getting the show. And the show, contrary to popular belief, was not a success in the beginning. The ratings initially were pretty steady, but by the winter, by December of 76, January 77, February, the show was not doing very well. It was struggling in the ratings. It had not found an audience. And there were not any real intense talks of cancellation, but I do believe it came up a time or two among the execs, among the suits at ABC. However, they saw potential in the show. They saw potential in Dawson as a host of the show. So they decided to change the time slot because Family Feud was initially coming on around 1.30 in the afternoon, Eastern time. And so they moved it up to 11 in the morning. Eastern time, which that's when I remember it. It was, you know, 10 o'clock here, central time. And I remember being little, being out, you know, for school, we, I watched Family Feud and then I would watch The Young and the Restless at 11, Search for Tomorrow at 11.30. So yeah, I remember it being on at 10 in the morning and I discovered it by accident, ran across it one morning and I was like, oh, there's Richard Dawson. You know, and I must admit, when I saw him kissing the ladies, I was very surprised. I did not expect him. To, I mean, he did a little kissing on Match Game, but it was it was just different because he was kissing every lady that was on, you know, within each family. And it was just really different. The backstory of the kissing comes from um, there was a family on the show pretty early on the first season. One of the contestants was a lady. She was just very, very nervous. She was just uncontrollably nervous. And so, you know, he was trying to calm her down, trying to ease her fears. And he was telling her, you know, this is a game show. You're, you're, you're not doing brain surgery. And she was still very nervous. And she kept, you know, expressing how nervous she was. So he told her, hey, I'm going to do something to help calm you down. It's something my mother used to do to me when I was nervous. So he gave her a kiss on the cheek. And of course, that calmed her down immediately, and she was able to go ahead and, you know, continue to play the game. 
However, the other ladies on the um, within the family on that particular team also wanted kisses. So he gave each of them kisses as well. And it just spun from that. And all of a sudden, you know, other women, you know, would come on the show. They want kisses too. And it just, it just took off. Uh, of course, like I said, everyone was not in favor of the kissing. There were people who complained, who found it as being scandalous, inappropriate. And, you know, he stopped for a while. Some people don't know the backstory of the whole thing, but, you know, I know it because I was there and I, I, I have read a lot about it. And so I've done my homework. Anyway, the kissing did stop briefly. And so Dawson decided that he was going to leave it up to the viewers. He wanted the audience to decide. He didn't want to decide himself. He didn't want the network to decide. He wanted to, he wanted the audience, the viewers to decide. So he said, if you're, however you feel about the kissing, write in and let us know. Well, the majority of the letters that were received were in favor of the kissing. Now, there were letters, of course. I don't remember the exact amount of letters, but there were some letters who did not approve. Richard Dawson even got hate mail. There were people who were calling him in lover and in this and in that because he was kissing. You know, he kissed all of the women on the show. He did not discriminate. And there were, you know, complaints about, oh, you're kissing black women and you're kissing white women right afterward. And, you know, that's not appropriate and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Dawson didn't care about that. Dawson marched in the march to Selma in 65 with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So he didn't care about any type of, you know, prejudiced, racist letters that he was receiving that meant nothing to him he had his own opinions and he was very strong and adamant about those opinions he was a very outspoken man and so that was not going to sway his decision whatsoever so due to the outcome of the letter writing campaign the kissing resumed and it continued on until you know the show ended in 1985 family feud was as i said not a rating success out of the gate it struggled to find an audience, but what really helped it was not only did the time change help, but it also helped the fact that by the summer of 77, well, kids like me were out of school. The college kids were home for the summer and Family Feud finally found its audience and the show skyrocketed in the ratings. Family Feud went on to actually Match Game was the number one show in daytime for about probably three, four years. Family Feud replaced Match Game as the number one TV show in daytime. I mean, that included the soap operas and the game shows. Family Feud was at the top. And it was extremely popular. And so it was so popular that Mark Goodson made a deal with Viacom, I believe, to have it run in syndication so it would be on at night because I remember that when it was time to go back to school, I was pretty upset that I was not going to be able to see Family Feud anymore. And so my mom was like, well, you'll just have to watch it when you have time off from school and next summer when you're, you know, you have summer vacation and during the Christmas holidays, you just have to watch it then. But fortunately, that September 77, the syndication uh, Family Feud began. And so I was able to see it after school in the evening. Initially, it was on two nights a week, and then it went up to three nights, and then it was on five nights a week. So Richard Dawson was on five days a week on both Match Game and Family Feud. 
and five nights a week on the syndicated version of Family Feud. And there was also Match Game PM, which was on in the evening as well, also in syndication, which he was also a part of. So Richard Dawson, no doubt, really blew up. He became extremely popular. He uh, won a daytime Emmy for Best Game Show Host. He hosted the daytime Emmys in 1978. He filled in for Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show several times in 1979 and 1980. He was a really, really big deal. He was spoofed on uh, Saturday Night Live by Bill Murray. Bill Murray portrayed Dawson in a skit with the Coneheads and another family on Family Feud. So he was very very popular. He's profiled in People Magazine. He really came into his own and was a big, big star, a huge celebrity. And unfortunately, it went to his head. Dawson developed, I love him dearly still to this day, but I'm going to tell the truth about it. He developed a huge, massive ego. He became impossible to deal with. He was wonderful to the contestants, wonderful to the fans. We all loved him. But to the people who worked with him on the show, it was a different story. He was very difficult to deal with. He was very stubborn. If he didn't like a call in regard to a question and an answer, he would, if you watch those old episodes, he would call out, you know, the producer. He'd call out, you know, his staff right there on national television and he would belittle them and ridicule them and he'd be pretty harsh if he didn't agree with how they handled an answer in regard to a question. I remember specifically in 1980, there was one family who was on the show. I don't remember if it was the daytime version or syndication. I don't recall that, but it was an African-American family of a mother and her four daughters. The question was, name a 60 minutes correspondent. Well, one of the girls was trying, one of the daughters was trying to say morally savor but she mispronounced his name. Well, they buzzed her on that, and long story short, the family lost. Dawson had a conniption after the show was over. He went ballistic behind the scenes. And that was a call that I agree with, because Morley Saver is not your ordinary name. It's very different and unique. And it was very obvious that's what the lady was trying to say. And they knew that. But they buzzed her anyway, and the family lost the game. And i that's one call that he made I agree with. So a few weeks later, they were back on the show. I don't remember if they won or lost that time. I remember seeing them back, and I remember hearing the story that went down behind the scenes, but I don't recall whether they won or lost the game. But he was not the most difficult, the most easy man to deal with. He became very very full of himself. He knew he was a star. He knew he was good at Family Feud. He was witty. He was funny. He was handsome. He really had, he was in his element on Family Feud. And he knew he was good. He knew that he was good on that show. And he, you know, everyone can't handle that type of fame, that type of popularity, you know. And unfortunately, it, 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 it like I said, really did change his attitude. So there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama. Um, Howard Felcher, I hope I'm saying his, his name correctly, was the producer of the show. He and Dawson butted had, had so much until Dawson banned him from the show. 
And he basically lost his job and was replaced by Richard Dawson's daughter-in-law, Kathy, who was not, from what I understand, not very experienced in producing a game show. She basically kind of just did whatever her father-in-law wanted her to do. She was married to his oldest son, Mark. Uh, but that, you know, was a very, not a good relationship between he and, and Howard. And so, you know, that was something that never really did, was never really resolved, unfortunately. So anyway, Family Feud continued on, continued to be successful, blew up really big. I remember specifically loving the All-Star Family Feud episodes. Those were my favorite. I still love watching those because you could you could see the cast of Three's Company playing against the cast of Love Boat. You could see the Jeffersons against Dallas. It was just so much fun to watch those episodes, and it still is. Those were always big ratings bonanzas. They were always shown in prime time on ABC, and I never missed those. I lived for those, and I remember getting everything out of the way. I had to do my homework, getting a bath, eating dinner. I had everything out of the way so I would not miss a second of those specials there's one I remember specifically that still to this day over 40 years later still really bugs me you had the cast of family against the cast of what's happening now I liked both shows watched both the shows every week but I was really pulling for what's happening to win and they lost they didn't even score and I was so heartbroken and so disappointed And I saw that episode again a few weeks ago, and I was just as disappointed as I was back in 1979 when I first saw it, which is, I'm kind of like, wow, you're still upset about this, huh? (laughs) But yeah, uh, and we'll, of course, definitely get to Family, which is a show that a lot of people don't even remember. We definitely will get to that. And also what's happening, you know, we definitely will get to that as well. But uh, that was something that was just a big highlight for me in regard to Family Feud, the, the celebrity specials. But Family Feud, of course, continued on. And Richard Dawson met his second wife in 1981 on an episode. You know, uh, the Johnson family was on the show for about, like, oh, a couple of days. And they, they really won a lot of money. And Gretchen Johnson was on the show. And he became absolutely smitten with her. And long story short, he called her for a date. They ended up, you know, going out. I think he cooked dinner for her. And, of course, they later, you know, had a child together, a daughter named Shannon. And then they married the following year. And they stayed married until Richard passed in 2012. But uh, Family Feud, of course, like I said, hugely successful show. They even began to do daytime uh, celebrity versions of the soap operas playing against each other. Like, I know there was one version, one episode rather, where you had General Hospital against, I believe, The Young and the Restless, I think, or maybe Days of Our Lives. And what was so awesome about that was that on the General Hospital side, you had Luke and Laura. This was like 1980, right when they were blowing up. It was right before they just really exploded into Luke and Laura phenomenon. But it was so cool seeing Luke and Laura on Family Feud. It's on YouTube. So if you want to go and look it up, I'm sure it's still over there. Uh, I need to go look it up again myself, as a matter of fact, because I was watching a whole bunch of Luke and Laura stuff on YouTube the other night. And so I'd love to go see that again. I know that General Hospital lost, and I was disappointed about that because I wanted Luke and Laura to win. But it was just still cool seeing them, you know, on the same team right there together, right next to each other. It was awesome. But Family Feud, 
uh, you know, went into the early 80s, mid 80s. But by 1983, 84, the ratings did begin to decline a little bit, both in uh, syndication and on ABC. And I think, well, partially, Will of Fortune was the new show on the block. And it began to kind of cut into the ratings a little bit. And then I think, honestly, Family Feud was just so huge. And Dawson was so huge. I don't, th- I don't think there was any other way to go but down. When something blows up and gets that popular and that is that on TV that much... There's really no, it, it can't go up any higher. And I think that was the problem also with Family Feud as well. Uh, now back to Match Game. Richard Dawson left Match Game in 1978, uh, you know, to solely do Family Feud. He left Match Game, I think, because he did kind of want to, you know, lessen his workload. But also, as I'm sure a lot of y'all know, they got that big corny looking star wheel on Match Game. And he saw that as a dig at him. Whether it was or not a dig at him, it's hard to say. Because honestly, I don't see what was wrong with things being the way that it had been. I mean, most of the contestants, when they would do the big money round, they would pick Richard to play with. He was definitely, like I said, the most popular panelist on the show. And, you know, you did have others who were picked as well, but most of the time it was Richard. Whether it was, you know, the the women and the men would pick him. And so with that star wheel that came along in, I think, like March of 1978, well, the wheel prevented that. You would spin the wheel and whoever the, the you know, you would land on, well, that's who you would play the, 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 the big money round with. And he saw that as, you know, that was something he took personally. And if you watch the episodes from that time, and they're on YouTube, you watch him in the final days and weeks of, of Match Game, he was not a happy camper. It's uncomfortable, to be honest with you, to watch, for me, to watch him, the mood he was in. He was so sullen. He was just there. But he was not involved. He was very withdrawn, very sullen. He was not a participant. He didn't give the witty answers anymore. He was just there. And it was honestly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was better after he left. Because if you watch the episodes after he left, you can just feel that there was a big load of tension that was gone. Now, the ratings did fall when he left. Match Game ended up being canceled by CBS the very next year, 1979. It went to syndication and stayed there for three more years. But those episodes are funny, too. I mean, Dawson wasn't there, but, I mean, it was still funny. You still had Gene Raber and you still had Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley, and others, you know, who were on the show. It was still good. I still like those episodes. But... Um, yeah, so by 1984, 1985, like the ratings, like I said, they I was still watching it, of course, my family and I. And interestingly enough, I got my family in a family feud. They didn't even know it was on. I got them into it, and they fell in love with it and became big fans. I had my family feud board game my mom bought for me when I was in second grade. I play it all the time for hours sometimes. Um, my family talked about going on family feud. Seriously, around 1979, 1980. It didn't happen, unfortunately, but they were pretty serious about it. My mom and some of our cousins were getting kind of, you know, really intense about going on there, but they they chickened out, (laughs) which I was 
not happy about because I wanted my chance to get a kiss from Richard Dawson because like I said I was madly in love with him and I want him to give me a kiss now I know that by that time you know 1979 1980 I would have been too young to have been on the panel with them but I would have been in the audience and I definitely probably would have like I said been called on stage because he was known for calling kids on stage if the family would win he did that all the time and that could have been me and they cost me my chance to get kissed by Richard Dawson but years later Years and years later, in 2000, as a matter of fact, I wrote Richard Dawson. I joined a Richard Dawson uh, club on Yahoo, or a group on Yahoo. And a group of us, all you know, females, we all decided to write Richard Dawson a letter. Now, some of the others who had already done so in the group were like, okay, we'll be prepared to wait for a reply for about six months. And sure enough, it was six months on the nose. I wrote him a letter. I told him everything. How I was in love with him from five years old and blah, blah, blah. I just poured out my heart to him. And six months later, I got a personalized autographed picture of him in the mail, which I still have. So that was definitely that kind of made up for not getting my kiss it definitely did make up for it quite a bit seriously but uh as I said Richard Dawson um the show ended in 1985 and he came back to host again in 1994 for another year after Ray Combs was dismissed which that's another story that we'll have to get to I didn't watch the Ray Combs version, but the way that he was treated was very, very disturbing. I love Dawson, as I'm sure you all can obviously tell, but to fire Ray Combs to bring him back was just not the way to go about it. That was that was a terrible thing that they did, and the man committed suicide a couple of years later. So that was just awful. He was only 40 years old, and that, again, very, very much disturbs me. So uh, anyway, Richard came back and hosted the show again. The ratings were pretty good, and I watched it. And I was thrilled to see him back. I'm not even going to lie about that. I was so happy to see him back. It's like seeing an old friend again. Uh, but the ratings were doing very well. They were steady. They were good. But the O.J. Simpson trial was going on, and O.J. pretty much killed daytime TV. People are still saying that. Because, you know, the O.J. Simpson trial was just captivating. This was not a soap opera. This was not a movie of the week. This was real life. And it was starring O.J. Simpson himself. The juice. And it was just compelling. The whole country was caught up in it. You know? And anything in daytime TV just could not compare. The soaps, you know, they have not been nearly as big in ratings since that time. The game shows, the talk shows, every every they all suffered as a result of the OJ trial because they were always cutting in. I mean, yeah, you could turn to CNN and see it just straight through like we did every day, day after day after day for month after month. We that's what we did. But um, and then coverage at night, you know, and the nightline had coverage. It was, it was just all over the place. But they were cutting into daytime programming with all of this O.J. Simpson stuff. And so that caused the ratings to decline. And, of course, his return version of Family Feud only lasted a year. You got to see his daughter Shannon a lot. She was, uh, like, four years old. He'd have her on the show a lot. Uh, Richard Dawson, by that point, had... um, not he stopped kissing all the ladies his daughter asked him to only kiss his mom I mean kiss her mom his wife which you know I get that and honestly I mean it was 
Richard Dawson, by that point, he looked like a grandfather, you know, that's not a put down, but he, he was older. He had gained some weight. He, it wasn't like the dashing Richard Dawson of 1977. So him not kissing all the women, I was fine with it. In the beginning, I was like, oh, but then I was kind of like, I don't kind of see him doing that. Plus he was married by that point. He wasn't married when he was on the original run. Um, but he'd gotten married by that point. And so it, I get him not kissing all the ladies. I, I, you know, I accepted that pretty easily, pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, after, um, that version ended, Richard Dawson did not really, you really didn't see him very much anymore. He did interviews here and there from time to time. Um, but basically he just kind of settled into married life and enjoyed his family, his grandchildren, his, his three kids and his life with Gretchen. And then, as I said, he passed away on June 2nd, 2012, at the age of 79. He had um, cancer, and uh, cancer of the esophagus. And my sister is the one who broke the news to me. And, of course, I was absolutely heartbroken because this is someone I don't... I've never really just been overly into celebrities, but I do have those certain ones that just really touch my heart. And he is one of those. He really touched my heart, starting off as a four-year-old girl watching him on Match Game. And then when he got Family Feud, well, it just intensified. So I was very saddened by his passing. But I still enjoy watching him today over on YouTube when I watch Family Feud and Match Game. I still enjoy watching him in his element and enjoying him and all of his funny, charming sarcastic wit and some of the things he could say and and do you know you know he could get by because he he did it so well so he was a class act and he was uh brilliant at what he did and he was the best and that's why i put down to the other hosts who have followed him like steve harvey and louis anderson and ray combs um you know i'm not putting any of those gentlemen down because they all did well in their own way i think steve harvey's terrific as Family Feud host, you know, today. But uh, Richard Dawson is someone who's just, he's, he's still very special to me. And watching him in 1978 on YouTube, going back to that time, is just something that's invaluable to me. So, um, yep, I will always watch those episodes from time to time, along with the match game ones that he did. And the Hogan's Heroes episodes, as he did Hogan's Heroes before he entered the, J- the game show world. He did that from 1965 to 1971. And then he got off into the game show arena. And um, definitely someone that is absolutely unforgettable. And on that note, I am going to go ahead and close out this particular episode. I want to thank you for joining me. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. And, uh, hey, I'm always open to, uh, you know, feedback. If you choose to give any, whether you agree or disagree, hey, I'm open to hearing what you have to say. Or if you just want to listen to me, I'm open to that too. But anyway, it was a joy to go back and remember those days and those times and to talk about them and share them on this podcast And I look forward to sharing another podcast with you very, very soon. See you then.